this is Invest Like a Honeybee, the podcast where you learn to be smart with your money and invest wisely. Before we get started, please remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. I'm not an investment advisor. Please make sure you discuss any changes to your portfolio with your registered advisors. I may continue to hold stocks I discuss in this podcast or not, depending on when you listen to this podcast. This is about Invest Like a Honeybee. I'm Henry J. Speck. Let's get started. Welcome back. I'm recording this on August 25th, 2023. So if you subscribe to my newsletter, and I strongly recommend you do because you get a free copy of our book, uh, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment. I talked about happiness. And it's important, I think, to bring it up here. And I'm going to talk about it during this podcast and sort of expand on it because more money doesn't equal more happiness. And I think it's it's an important distinction we need to discuss because what I want for you is not only financial security so you don't have to worry about those things, but also so that you're, you're able to really appreciate um, what's necessary to what I call, to have what I call deep happiness. So let me go through the three different types of happiness in detail that I discuss in the newsletter. You can pick it up at Beehive, <laughs> surprisingly. Um, it's called Invest Like a Honeybee, and I put it out two or three, sometimes every month, every every Monday, depending on what's happening, but at least twice a month, and it's free. And you get a free copy of our book when you do that. Okay, so there's three types of happiness. And for 30 years, I worked as a clinical psychologist, helping over 10,000 people with over 45,000 hours of therapy. And when I retired some two years ago, I started to look at and just started to feel what I had learned from my clients. So I had you know, worked with people to try to help them, but in the end, they gave a great deal back. And one of the things I learned in my past two years of just sort of you know, unofficially through my brain analyzing what they taught me was how regardless of the pain a person may be feeling, regardless of even it could be psychological pain or physical pain, so many of my clients maintained a level of deep happiness and appreciation. And so I started to look at, you know, what is it that made that happen? What were the, the I call the seven secrets, and I'll talk about that, how you can get access. I've actually created, and I'm finishing up um, as we speak, uh, kind of a master online class where in six weeks you can take a class. But that's not what this is about. This is about helping you just be aware, looking at yourself today, as far as happiness, because in, in financial sort of matters, or when it comes to money, many people think, oh, geez, if I just, you know, had that 50 bagger uh, on an investment, or if I won a lottery, or whatever. And we know from the history that people who have a lot of money suddenly, or who win a lottery, or even professional athletes, very quickly it's gone, and they're very unhappy while they have the money, and extremely unhappy after that. So obviously more money doesn't mean more happiness. And let me explain why. So the first level of happiness that I discuss has to do with, I call just simply level one. And it has to do with getting stuff. So houses, money, cars, jewelry, and also having things done to you. Uh, If you go for a massage every day, you'll feel good maybe for a bit of time, but that leaves you very quickly. If you 
successfully sell a stock that you made money on, you'll feel good for a bit, but then it goes away fairly quickly. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you're happy. And that type of happiness isn't the same as the, the final one I'm going to talk about. So level one happiness is about getting stuff. So if you're motivated by getting stuff, thinking you're going to be happy, you're going to be very disappointed. Because it's not only does research show that's not true, but my experience, I'll tell you, because you're listening to this podcast, tells me that's not true. Um, there's a certain level of, of financial stability that's helpful because then you don't have to, you know, you know where you're going to eat, you're going to have food, you have a roof over your head, those kinds of things. That's one level. But when you get beyond that level to a certain level, it really doesn't matter anymore. We do know that getting stuff doesn't make us happier. Now, level two sounds a bit better, but still problematic. And that's really where you're happy when you're doing. So you yourself are doing something. You love your work. You love helping other people, or you love creating things, or um, whatever your profession or career, whatever it may be, it's doing. Now, the problem with that is often when people are motivated by doing to get happiness, they very quickly focus strictly on that, and they forget about all the other things in their lives. So people work you know, 24 hours a day, not because they have to, to do a startup or you know, to, to work while they need to, to take care of things. Or as we talk about in our book, you know, uh, make hay when the sun shines. It's not about that. It's about almost a constant need, obsession, compulsion to work all the time because that's the only thing that makes them happy. And obviously the problems arrive when we retire because then we're no longer able to work. So this is where you see musicians come back you know, how many final tours have you seen? Athletes, sadly, keep coming back even though physically they cannot play at the same level because that's the only thing that gives them happiness and joy is the doing. Not something, I mean, it's great to be happy with what you do, but that's not something that should be the sole purpose. And that type of happiness, again, doesn't really connect deeply with us. The third level of happiness is I call deep happiness, and that is what I learned from my clients that we all crave, appreciate, but often sit around waiting for it to happen. And the example I use in the newsletter, I'll, I'll use it again. And you know, let's let's assume. And what I used to do is I would uh, to get a physical is I would get insurance because when you get insurance, life insurance, they come to your house. They draw blood, they do all kinds of, and back in the day, they do EKGs in your home and all this stuff. Send it off to be analyzed because they do not want to insure you if you have some kind of illness. Uh, it's a great way to get a free physical. And I used to do that about every five years throughout my uh, life until I stopped buying insurance. So let's assume you do that and the insurance company calls you up and says, well, I have bad news. I, you're not approved for insurance because what we found in your blood tests. And you really need to go see your doctor. Now, this gets you upset. Not just because you can't get insurance, but because there's something wrong with you physically. So you go to your doctor, and your doctor is very concerned, extremely concerned by the symptoms, because you've noticed a few different symptoms and what's been happening with you. So the doctor runs more tests, and three weeks later, you get a phone call. You pick up the phone, you're nervous. The doctor says, look, I've got to tell you, we ran every test. I think they made a mistake. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. We did MRIs. We looked at your entire you know, breakdown. You're perfectly healthy. You, you hang up the phone. 
And right at that moment, you're in a deep state of happiness. Suddenly, you can smell the air like never before. You appreciate a brief conversation with your spouse or your children. You go for a walk and you notice the sound of the leaves. You are so happy to be alive. You appreciate it. You have gratitude for your life. You realize that life is fleeting. And that right now, at this moment, you are totally open to taking all of that in to deep happiness. Now, unfortunately, that for many people, that does not last very long. It's fleeting. But while you have that feeling of deep happiness, it's incredibly powerful and valuable. It lifts your spirit. You become more optimistic. All those around you feel more positive. And it insulates you from other problems because when you think about it, you say to yourself, yeah, maybe I just had a bad experience with a coffee um, person trying to sell me a coffee, but it doesn't matter. None of this stuff matters. And so what I learned from my clients is there's specific things you do to all, I shouldn't say always, but to most of the time have access to deep happiness. And there are real things you can do because deep happiness comes, as they said in the movie, from inside you, not from outside you. It's not what people do to you. It, it, it can even be in the middle of a crisis, as I saw with many of my clients. There continues to be deep happiness. So what are those seven secrets? Well, the seven secrets require you to do some things every day. The first secret that you'll learn about is a one-minute bed exercise every morning. One-minute bed exercise that I know, because I've been doing it for two, well, not quite two years, but will enhance your level of deep happiness immediately and just spew out and carry you through the rest of the day. I'll talk more about, I don't want to get into, this isn't about selling your program or why you need to, not, it's not finished right now, it's not something I want to talk about, other than I want you to take the next brief period of time and ask yourself, you know, what kind of happiness when I feel it am I feeling? Is it level one, level two? Or am I lucky enough to keep working on level three? And if you are working on it, maybe you don't need to go any further. I won't talk about it again on this podcast because this is an investment podcast. It's about getting you in a place of comfort, helping you be smart with your money. And certainly being smart with your money can re relieve tension. But remember, more money does not equal more happiness. So please take the time and have a look at the next time you get this great feeling of happiness and wonder and joy. Where did it come from? Level one, two, or three? And can you replicate or do again whatever it was that made you feel that way? I'm Hank Svack for Shrink Money Advice. Look forward to speaking with you again next time. You can get a free copy of our book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, by just going to our website, wildflowerbeefarm.com, click on the newsletter button, subscribe, and you get a free copy of our book. Do it today. What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees. Just go to wildflowerbeefarm.com, subscribe to our newsletter today.